Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. on June the 24th. Is there a more polarizing Canadian band of all time? Or is it even that polarizing? Like, there's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions about Nickelback and not everybody likes them. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer. Hey, they are what they are. Aren't they pretty good? Have they not? Like, Brendan Escott. Welcome, everybody, to Oilers. Has Nickelback not signed or sold a heck of a lot of albums over the years? I think so. I think what the problem people had with Nickelback is when they started, they were like rock and roll. They were hard rockers. And then things got maybe a little overproduced, maybe a little commercialized, and that became the butt of jokes over time. So uh, I think you can look at, uh, say, a band, and, you know, I might get criticized for this, but Imagine Dragons, to me, is a very similar a Nickelback experience where they've got some really hard rocking songs and then you can hear where they've kind of taken their own influence right out of the music. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, welcome everybody. It is a Monday. The Edmonton Oilers are on a six-game winning streak. Brendan, think where we were Tuesday morning on the heels of that loss in L.A., uh, which the Oilers did go down swinging in that game, but the four power play goals that the Kings scored and the Oilers were seemingly in a world of hurt at that point. And uh, while well, to uh, paraphrase uh, Giorgio Moroder and Chase, Edmonton is chasing down uh, not just a playoff spot now in the Pacific Division, but uh, the top spot in the Pacific. The Oilers beating the Vancouver Canucks in one of the weirdest Oh, man, just the aura around that team on Saturday being in Vancouver. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Yeah, the Oilers won six straight. They had a CBA-mandated off day yesterday. They're back on the ice today. Uh, Evander Kane was not on the ice due to personal reasons. We'll uh, get a little bit more information, I think, over the next couple days on that front. Um, We'll tell you that coming up on today's show, a recap of the game... (laughs) It was a weird one, weird feel in that building. A lot of Oilers fans in Vancouver that night, by the way. Uh, A recap of Edmonton's game on Saturday night against Vancouver. 
John Shannon, our NHL insider, will join us at 12.35. We will have a brief interlude, an opportunity for you to participate on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Country music star Gord Bamford, big hockey fan, takes the stage at the River Cree February the 10th. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us. On the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to Ashley Five Floors for more information. So, we have John Shannon today at 1235. Listener calls and texts at 105. The reigning NHL first star of the week is Zach Hyman. He will join us at 115 today. And an update from the farm with Bakersfield Condors head coach, Colin Chalk. All right, let's get to our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy legacy Heating and Cooling. Brendan, should people be thinking differently about the Oilers today than they did two weeks ago? I think they are already, whether they want to or not. The temperature has cooled in terms of, you know. The pressure on the general manager. You must make a trade. (laughs) You must... I demand that you make a trade, right? Well, suddenly, um, what's the team's record with Vincent DRNA in the lineup? Who knew that he was the magical solution? But they are 6-0. and If anybody did some real research, they might see that uh, there was some success down on the farm this year. And it's not, you know what? It's not one thing. It's five or six things that are going on right now. Nugent Hopkins and Hyman have been killing it five on five over the last couple of weeks. The Oilers' power play's still been pretty good. The penalty killing's been off the charts. It's killed off 16 of 17 opportunities over the course of the last six games. They're getting five on five. 11 Oilers forwards have scored goals. By the way, Matthias Janmark back at practice today. Missed the last two games with illness. This after uh, having four consecutive games of 16 or more minutes. He's become a real useful forward for Jay Woodcroft and a part of that PK. So the penalty killing's going good. Jack Campbell has settled down in goal. Um, Edmonton's getting better five-on-five scoring distribution throughout the lineup. So those are all... They're deploying their defense differently. DeHarnay's taken on some of the penalty killing role. He's a good shot suppressor. That helps out a little. And frankly, they've had an easier schedule. Second toughest schedule in the NHL through the first 41 games. The game against Vancouver on the heels of the victories over Seattle and Tampa, two teams that are firmly in playoff spots right now. The game against Vancouver kicked off a eight-game stretch for the Oilers where they play eight consecutive games against teams 24th to 32 in the standings. Columbus and Chicago. Columbus here Wednesday. It's a TNT broadcast in the States. Late puck drop at 7.52. And then the Blackhawks, who actually have been playing pretty well of late, but they're banged up. They recalled former Alberta Golden Bear Luke Philp up from the minors. I wonder if he plays in Edmonton on Saturday night. Of course, the Oilers signing Luke's brother, Noah Philp. Uh, he's playing down in Bakersfield. So... We'll monitor that. There's a lot going on. I'd like to get your thoughts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Um, to me, Brendan, they're playing the way they should be playing. Like, I never wavered. 47 to 52 wins. Yes, I factored in the second half schedule. All day I did. 100%. Um, there's, they they got to continue playing and involving more guys. The 11 and 7 has worked. To me, the defense has looked. Broberg's been a... Now, Broberg and Bouchard have been sheltered. But it's worked. And, you know, it's it's going to be interesting again. But they got to make hay against Columbus. 
and Chicago. Is that agreed? Like, those are opportunities there. They could have an eight-game winning streak going into – you play one game at a time, but they could they could win eight in a row by the time we go into the All-Star break. Yeah, it's funny to me because you almost were earlier in the season trying to focus a game at a time so that the losing didn't get too far out of hand. And now, you know, obviously you're trying to stack up these wins, but you can't be counting points before they're in the bank right. as well. And this team uh, seems to take things as day-to-day as they can. But these are teams, and I, I just worked out this way, Bob, but, I mean, you go and you, you play a bunch of pretty media teams on the road, and then you come home, and they all come visit you. Yeah. So it, it's time. And it's, I mean, so they're home to Columbus, who have got a minus 60 goal differential. Then they get Chicago, minus 50 goal differential. Then the Oilers get a, a the All-Star break slash CBA mandated off week, by week. They come back. They go into Detroit. Now, they've had problems playing in Detroit. They've dropped the last couple games in Detroit. Haven't had enough depth at forward in a couple of those losses. Um, they're a different team right now. There's really no other way to say it. Then they get Philly. By the, by the way, Detroit, Brendan, five of the last ten games, Detroit at one time or another has trailed by five or more goals in those games. Uh, they had great goaltending early in the season from Billy Hughes, so it's it's kind of gone awry there for them. Uh, then they go to Philly. Philly's playing better. I think they've won nine of their last 12 games. Then they're in Ottawa. Ottawa's dropped three and four in a row. Montreal, eight regulars out from the start of the season including Cole Caulfield, shut down for the rest of the season. As we head into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all one day. Well, uh, looks like we Hello. <laughs> a little bit more nickel. Just before we get to this, I, Brennan, I, I got to... Uh, you know, there's been some tough miles, some frustrating times, and a lot of Oilers fans will say, Stoffer, I don't care if they've won six straight. They should have been in first place since day one, and that's the way it... Hey. And they still might ultimately finish in first place. And the organization should have had more traction to this point and has had a couple resets. There's been some tough miles. But I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever experienced quite what I saw in Vancouver on Saturday. Throughout the course of the day... The genuine anger in that market at the owner, Francesco Aquilini, Jim Rutherford, the Jim. We're going to talk about this with John Shannon because John knows Jim well. But people did not like how Bruce Boudreaux was treated. And it's, you know, the team down south in Calgary. You know what's going on tonight in Calgary? You know who's back in town tonight? Johnny Goudreau. What happened to their two American star players this summer? They ran for the hills. Okay. <laughs> How many key Americans do the Vancouver Canucks have? Oh, A bunch. Too many. Connor Garland, JT Miller, uh, boy. Demko. Demko, of course. Okay, I think Demko's a really good goalie that has has dealt with something. He lost his way at the start of the year, and then he got hurt. I still think Thatcher Demko's going to be a good goalie. Quinn Hughes. Like, Quinn Hughes did not hold back on the assessment of the Tanner Pearson injury. You don't hear it. But the biggest sort of point A guy is JT Miller. And the fact that they elected to sign, there is some, like, you know, I, I went in there, and I'm talking to some of the guys, and I'm like, you know, you, my experience in this is... It's never as bad as people think it is when it's bad, but it's not quite as good when people think it's good. You know what I mean? Like that's to me, that's life. You 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 come to a certain place in your life and you realize, ah, you know, you're sky high, but it, there's still lots you can work on to improve. And when you're in the crapper, you're like, 
you're 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 down in the dumps. You're like, well, you know what? It, there, there's like I think Vancouver has some good people. Like I think Demko's a good piece. Okay, if I was them, I would have signed Horvat over JT Miller. But I worry a bit that this could go, and it does. I wonder. Like we had Bill Guerin and Doug Wade here. They're unbelievable guys, respectful guys. Became part of Edmonton. I just wonder if maybe there's a little bit. It's a little bit different time. You got to, and I'm not. I don't mean to denigrate American players because there's some really good American players in the league. But something seems, and maybe it's. You know what, Marty? Part of it might be is they're willing to really speak their mind. And so they're like, but you watch. It's just interesting. It's interesting what happened in Calgary. They lost two star American. Not to mention, don't forget, Adam Fox didn't want to sign there either. They drafted Adam, and he's a lot better player than John Marino, who didn't want to sign in Edmonton. But John John Marino's help in New Jersey. Fox is, I mean, Fox has won a Norris Trophy, you know? And uh, it kind of makes, you might need to fish where you have success in keeping the players from. That's that's what I'm going to Because, you know, the challenges in Edmonton are a little bit different than some other markets. Am I out to lunch there? What do you think? You know, I think that I see what you're saying, but they've also taken those flyers on. It's not a flyer, I guess, when you're talking about a player like Ole Yolevi, for example. Uh, he was a, a stud a with the miss. London Knights, but a massive miss. And I've seen the Canucks try and sink their teeth into those European players, maybe with more of that idea that you're hinting towards, that that's who's actually going to come play on Vancouver's West Coast. It's just, an, I think, like, I think there's a lot, like, Vancouver... I know people in BC, especially on the West Coast, like to put down Edmonton and call it a hole and all this other stuff. And I don't know. I, I personally, I got to tell you, I think Vancouver in the summer is beautiful. I, to me, it's a little drab in the winter time. Over the years that we've been there, that market, it was just weird. The whole thing was weird. the The situation, Boudreaux knowing his fate, everybody knowing that Tockett was coming in. Uh, the fans were not happy. It was a difficult, I th- and I thought the Canucks played good that game. The start of each period, Skinner was outstanding. Oilers got the victory. They've won six straight. Um, I still don't think it's as bad as everybody thinks it is out in Vancouver. But when you talk to a few of the media people around the team on a day-to-day basis, they do think it's that bad. I found it that pretty interesting. All right, into the audio vault for direct work where Jack Michaels with the call. On a night when a lot of outside noise is swirling around Edmonton's opponent, the Oilers must focus on the fact they have an opportunity to move potentially within a point of the Pacific Division lead. Here's Lazar pinballing and another save made by Stuart Skinner, making his first start in 12 days. Shot by Ekman Larson. Another save made by Skinner in the rebound. Twisted free by Hyman. Breakaway, Connor McDavid in on Spencer Martin, and he scores. Edmonton's first shot is a goal against Martin and the Canucks, and it's Connor McDavid's 40th of the season. Well, just a brilliant stretch pass. Here's McDavid left wing. Centering pass stuffed home. Zach Hyman. First it was Hyman to McDavid. Then the captain goes back to Hyman, and he's got his third goal in two games to make it 2-0 on the power play. Here's Hyman. One touch. What timer score? Leon Dreisaitl fresh off the bench. Hyman found him in the slot, and Dreisaitl wasted no time releasing that shot on the befuddled Spencer Martin. It's 3-0 on Dreisaitl's 28th of the year. Here's Pedersen wide open. Kuzmenko on net. 
the draw cleanly Quinn Hughes spins and dishes one timer ripped home JT Miller through a screen Stuart Skinner and Vancouver has climbed to within three to two Miller from just inside the blue line his 18th pressure from Kane Miller in front tips right back into the pads of Skinner and Brock Besser had a sitter to tie it and couldn't finish the play what a look and Besser will be dreaming about that one. Miller, he bobbled. A chance for a clear. Hyman had it blocked. Got it back. A hit for the empty net. Nugent Hopkins shoots and scores. And this game is over. Edmonton 4, Vancouver 2. Nugent Hopkins puts it away for his 22nd of the year. And Zach Hyman does indeed have a four-point night. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, and Zach Hyman's the NHL Player of the Week. Brendan, you could hear the crowd, like on those Oiler goals. And hey, it was an electrifying first goal for McDavid on the breakaway and on the two-on-one. And the Canucks went for it. They didn't sit back and play a defensive shell. They pressed the Oilers. Edmonton had multiple odd man break opportunities in that game. Probably, you know, Skinner played great in the start of each period, and then the Oilers took the first and second periods over as the game went on. Missed an opportunity to be up 4 or 5 nothing after two. Canucks worked their way back into the game uh, before Edmonton ultimately. I got the prize. I guess what I'm saying is if we look at the experience in Calgary with what happened, you know, they got Goodrow back in there tonight, Kachuk, and you look Vancouver, what term did Jim Rutherford say? Major surgery on the team. I wonder whether or not his hand might get forced a bit with a couple players. I, you know, well, we'll have to wait and see. Like, Pedersen, to me, obviously, is a really good piece. That's a given. I think Hughes is a pretty good piece. I think Demko's a good piece. Um, They've invested in Miller. I would have invested in Horvat if it was me. They've chosen Miller, and that's the. Pa- I just wonder whether or not their hand's not going to get forced a bit the other way. Some people have suggested to me they might look at buying out both Garland and uh, Tyler Myers. It's like, wow. That's pretty <laughs> interesting stuff. What do you think? It, this team just can never get over the hump. They, there's too much in flux 
too often in that market, it seems, with management and coaching changes and that sort of thing. And because guys like Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland and what have you, those were brought in by Jim Benning, maybe as Hail Marys in a sense, but they were supposed to be a part of the turnaround in in a way. And they just really never caught on. So now you've got a new influx of players. But you're right. I, I can absolutely see a situation where Quinn Hughes ends up closer to his brothers out there in New Jersey or something like that. I can see Garland gone in a, in a heartbeat, and, and then the Canucks are what I mean, back James in another Miller, rebuild. Do you watch like like people made a big deal about McDavid's body language at the draft? Do you watch JT Miller's how demonstrative he is on the ice? I I do now. I didn't really pay that close attention prior to this year, but you bet I watch now. All right. the slamming of the stick and the sulking of the shoulders. And you think Rick Tockett's going to put up with that? Absolutely not. I think that's why Tockett's the guy that's, that's behind the bench. Same right here. Now. They had they had the nice guy who bred offensive confidence in the players that didn't kick the crap out of the guys. Now they got a guy who, if challenged, he'll go. Like it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to work, but it's going to be really interesting. And there's and again, it was. It was tough to watch it with Gabby over the last couple of days as we were in Colorado. Or, sorry, in Vancouver. They are playing Colorado Friday. Uh, today, Connor McDavid spoke. He talked about Zach Hyman being the first star of the week. Yeah, he's playing great. Um, there's no doubt about that. He's doing a lot of good things and um, getting rewarded for it. Uh, it's really good to see. And McDavid added these thoughts on Hyman's best traits. Well, I mean, he works so hard, obviously, and he keeps a lot of pucks alive. He's good on the forecheck, uh, goes to the net hard, um, opens up a lot of space. So, um, like I said, he's doing a lot of really good things, and uh, it's great to see him getting rewarded. And an additional perspective on what makes Hyman hard to play against. No, I think his game kind of just you know jumps out at you. Um, even when you're playing against him, you can just see how hard he's working. And um, what I think for me, it's just uh, how good of a forechecker he is. He's, he's great at getting in on the hunt and uh, keeping pucks alive. Oilers, winners of six straight, just two games this week, a sparse schedule. Here's Connor McDavid. I'd like to keep rolling, um, you know, but it's uh, just the schedule. You know, we got a light week. Um, you know, with that being said, two big games, two really big games for us before the break, and got to make sure we're uh, we're staying focused. I had a good practice here today, and another one, another one tomorrow, and uh, we'll keep ourselves ready to go. And then the Oilers, obviously, now in the hunt, uh, back in the mix for Pacific Division title. Yeah, it's really tight. It's always tight, though. Um, especially seems like in our in our division, uh, for whatever reason, there's always it seems to be a bunch of teams right there. Um, you know, and this year's no different. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. All right, let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromomarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Four games tonight in the league. Toronto hosts the Islanders, but the real headline show, as we mentioned, Johnny Goudreau returning to Calgary as a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, Oilers, next action. I've got the Canucks game here. No, it's Columbus tomorrow, or Wednesday, rather. Wednesday, Rogers plays 7.30 on 6.30. Chad, uh, Oilers forward Zach Hyman is the NHL. First star of the week, thanks to four goals and five assists in just three games. Uh, Trevor Zegris and Steven Stamkos rounding out the three stars this week. Bakersfield splitting games with Tucson over the weekend. We've got more there with Colin Chalk today at 1.30. Oil Kings fell in overtime to Prince George on Saturday night at Rogers Place before getting shut out by Brandon yesterday. Three games left on this homestand. Calgary is in town on Friday. And the Golden Bears swept the Saskatchewan.
Saskatchewan Huskies at home this weekend. I was at Friday's game. That was a fun one. Always a great time at the Drake. Regina Cougars will be in town this Friday and Saturday. And Ian Herbers, by the way, sends his regards. He turned his ringer off. So that's a fine. He's going to have to buy at Pub 1905 Friday after the Golden Bears game when they take on Regina. Ian, you're on the hook. Bring your credit card. Uh, We will head off. Speaking of the Golden Bears, many years ago, like almost, I bet you it's over 30 years ago, Randy Kilburn was the public address announcer of the Alberta Golden Bears hockey team. He is up next with a global news weather traffic update.